This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Andrew from the Options Millionaire community. Thanks for hanging out with us, taking another few moments out of your life to learn a little bit more about the financial world, how to better your life, and to change your family tree. Today we're going to pivot from our normal subject matter of talking about the emotional side of trading, how to better yourself financially, and we're going to do a subject matter today based on understanding the financial market, mainly the dollar. You use it every day, most of you. You think about it all the time. You go to work. Everything around your life, your financial life, I guess, centers around the United States dollar. Even if you don't directly deal in the United States dollar, depending on where you live in the world, in one way or another, your life depends on the United States dollar. It's the bedrock of the global economy and obviously the bedrock of the American economy. And some are looking now as the dollar goes higher and higher and higher. Everyone obviously sees the dollar going up. In fact, there's been a lot lately in the news about the first time that the dollar and the euro has inverted. And yet no one really understands how, why, or what the repercussions are. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we be worried? Should be euphoric? Either way, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this podcast. But first, if you haven't already, make sure you follow along with us here in this podcast and all future episodes, and then come over and join the Options Millionaire Discord. Fantastic Discord that actively discusses and learns and teaches everything we talk about here in the podcast, plus everything more. We have a great community that centers around education and support. Uh, most communities out there really focus on a bunch of nonsense. They're trying to play games. They're, they hate on other people. But we try to focus on building each other up, learning how to do this properly. If you have something incorrect, then we correct it, or we just share ideas because it's a it's a very communal aspect where we can learn from each other and um, something I'm very proud of. So come over and join the Options Millionaire Discord. And then, of course, follow along on the Options Millionaire YouTube channel, YouTube channel where we discuss all the technical setups uh, where we kind of keep all the emotional stuff here, uh, everything driven by the technicalities and the academic side of trading is stuck on the YouTube channel. So if you want to learn more about that, head on over there. So kicking things off, the United States dollar, the U.S. dollar, greenbacks, baby, what we're all here for, what we're all trying to get. But from an economic standpoint, from a financial standpoint, what does it mean the fact that we are at 20 year highs on the dollar? The last time the dollar was this high was in August 2002. Before that, it was April 1986. The dollar continues to climb and climb and climb. And the first thing we're really going to cover as to is to why the dollar is going up. The main reason, well, I guess it's arguable what the main reason is, but there's a lot of different reasons. And the first one we're going to touch on is the Federal's policy of tightening. Now, something we always talk about, especially when we are trading equities and doing the trading and stuff, is we boil everything down to simple supply and demand. That's obviously the whole reason why prices go up and prices go down is that it always boils down to simple supply and demand. I always equate it to the Tickle Me Elmo example from way back in the 90s where the Tickle Me Elmo went to outrageous prices because of simple supply and demand. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of different layers of economic policy and economic reasons as to why, but it all boils down to simple supply and demand. So the dollar, uh, everybody wants to gobble up that dollar right now because one, we are in a quantitative tightening phase with interest rates being hiked. 
And when the interest rates and treasury yields start to go up, it makes the dollar a lot more attractive to foreign investors because they want to hold on to them dollars and use those dollars to service their debts because the dollar is paying a little bit better than the rest of the world's currencies. So the foreign investors are gobbling up all these dollars. They're buying up on the dollar. They're investing in the dollar and they're holding those dollars because of the appreciation and the interest rates that are being caused by the quantitative tightening policy that we've got going on here after two years of very loose monetary policy, which caused the whole problem that we're in now. If you go back and look at the entire world's entire monetary fiscal policies, that pretty much the entire world is in an interest rate hiking transition right now, where everyone is pretty much feeling the same kind of pain from the coronavirus, some worse than others, some better than others. But everyone is pretty much in a hiking transition right now where uh, they're all trying to hike. But Overall, our interest rates are being a lot better at the moment, given our policy, given our economy, given the strength of the American dollar. And the kick side of it is that everyone kind of looks towards euro as well. You know, the euro, the the European economy is pretty much second to the American economy. And we're also looking at that. And the problem is the ECB, which is the European Central Bank, has not handled the inflation in the current environment that we're in the same way that we have. Their tightening hasn't really been as on point as ours has been. Their deposit rate is actually set to 0% where... Uh, it no one wants to hold that, you know, no one wants to hold the euro. And that's precisely why we've had this huge decline in the euro and the huge spike in the in the dollar. And, and uh, obviously that has caused the euro to dip below the exchange rate of the one to one, making now the dollar more attractive than the euro. So nobody wants to hold the dollar for deposit. They want to hold the dollar, which is causing a huge global demand in the dollar, as opposed to what we've been seeing the past 20 years in the euro. And of course, the other half of it, which obviously that's the huge part, but the other half, it all comes down to debt, baby. We all know the United States has a phenomenal amount of debt that we have to service uh, in the trillions, which is seemingly in a mountain that will never, ever be climbed and dealt with. But uh, I digress. The entire world has debt that they have to service. In fact, it's, it's estimated that roughly 65% of all international over-the-border debt, what do I mean by over-the-border? Over the I mean debt that needs to be serviced to other countries, other economies, whether it be their own or other countries, whichever it is. But over-the-border international debt, about 65% of the entire debt portfolio of the entire globe is dealt with the United States dollar. So when you have all these interest rates hikes, which is what I always say is that in a high yield environment, the banks always seem to flourish because they are the ones benefiting from all these high interest rates and high yields as long as they're getting the business. So we've got the international economy that has 65% of all their debt is being serviced in the United States dollars. They need to be able to get a hold of these dollars in order to service their debt, especially with the interest yields going crazy, is that all the globe or approximately 65% of the globe is, is needing that dollar to be able to service their debt. So they're having to go through the exchange of their own currency to get these dollars to be able to service or high interest debt, which is the second part of why there's a huge demand of why everyone is gobbling up the dollar. And that's why I mean, go look at the daily charts on the DXY. And by the way, we didn't really touch on this. What is the DXY? The technical definition, and I'm reading this straight out of the book right now, the DXY is the relative strength of the dollar as compared to a weighted basket of six currencies. Well, that's great. What are those currencies? The euro, the Japanese yen, the British pound, the Canadian dollar, the Swedish krona, or the Swiss franc. So there's six currencies around the globe that the United States dollar is compared to with relative strength against those six stocks. And it's an index. And we track that via DXY. Of course, I use TradingView to do that. And you can go back and look at the, the daily, the monthly, the weekly charts and go back and look at exactly when exactly where we popped to this price last. And you see that there's a huge influx of price and climbing over the past couple of months. Now, there's a third factor that we want to look for, the dollar, the DXY, that is uh, not quite as big an issue, but it's still an issue with that. And that's uh, the safety of the dollar. The dollar is obviously dealt with on very 
uh, on a very large scale across many countries. Mo- most of the globe is dealing with the dollar. So when we have a very tumultuous global economy right now, which a lot of different countries are going under, uh, a lot of countries are dealing with a phenomenal amount of inflation, that they have to be able to put their money into a safe vehicle. And for a lot of people right now, that is the dollar. If you are in a country that their currency is not doing so hot right now, they're going to be gobbling up investing investing in the dollar or using dollars for their transactions because that's going to be a lot safer vehicle. So those three huge things right there are greatly increasing the, the demand for the dollar, which is causing an outrageous spike in the price. So that we know why the dollar is going up so egregiously, let's talk about the impact of the dollar on the economy, whether it be good or bad. Let's talk. So most people assume that the rising American dollar is inherently a good thing, which not necessarily is true. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad about it. The good stuff, unfortunately, in my opinion, is not as good as the bad is bad. Mainly the first good thing is that the that our cost of products overseas is a lot cheaper. So when you go traveling, uh, your vacation is going to be a lot cheaper. Like with the thing, the, the distance you're able to stretch your dollar is going to go a lot farther than in moments past. So when you go on vacation, you'll get stuff a lot cheaper relative to what your dollar value is. And that's normally a drop in the bucket, although, you know, U.S., Tourism is a big part of things. It's not what drives the economy. The second thing, which is a lot bigger deal, is importing. Importing foreign goods into the United States. Now, that is a big deal because we do perpetually remain in a deficit, a trade deficit in the United States, which means that we import far more products than we export, which is a lot bigger conversation as to why it's a major problem in our United States economy at the moment and why we are too dependent on foreign imports. But the current reasoning is that we are in a trade deficit, we do depend on foreign imports. Most of our economy is driven by foreign imports. And those become a lot cheaper with the rising U.S. dollar. Same reasons why you go on vacation. You know, we're able to stretch our dollar. Prices are relatively cheaper given the fact that our dollar is so strong. However, on the flip side, which is also a bad thing, is that exports become a bit of a problem, and which I think could be a flashpoint given the current economy. So when the dollar goes up, it, it makes our exports, our foreign exports to other countries, a lot more costly. A lot, they are definitely taking a hit on being able to buy our products for us to export our products. Uh, and the fact that one, we are in a trade deficit, which means we import more than we export. However, we are in a very unique situation here with our current economy. They have a bit of an employment problem and we have an inflation problem and we have a supply chain problem. So all three of those things are already hitting the United States manufacturing industry in terms of manufacturing. But now when you throw in the exportation being a problem because of the the rising dollar, it could be the last straw that will break the camel's back in terms of United States manufacturing and could send us in kind of a tailspin into the recession. And then, of course, you've got the big, big straw on top of the camel's back is that corporate earnings. We all know that the big mega stocks, in addition to other huge, huge players in the United States economy, play overseas. And when you start to look at their revenue stream take a hit because of the rising dollar, it leads one to believe that their revenue streams, that their income statements, that their earnings reports, that their EPS are all going to start to take a hit because of the business they're unable to do overseas because of the rising costs. Because when all these companies are dealing with foreign revenue, that means less money for us, less profit for us. And it's actually estimated that 49% of all the S&P stocks that make up the S&P, 49% of those, all their revenue comes from international transactions, foreign investments outside of the United States. So if you think about 49% of the United States is going to start taking hits on their revenue books because of the rising dollar. You can start to imagine the problems we're going to start having in Q3 earnings, which is why, by the way, I said that the lows are not in from the year, contrary to what Kramer says, that June is just going to be a scratching the surface of selling off because now we have Q3 earnings to face. 
Uh, I know we had a very bullish transition of the market going into June and July, where we had tons and tons of negative news that all drove us higher. But I think that was just a massive short covering, not to mention the summer months are always bullish. But And I've also said that Q3 will be the final nail in the coffin for me. Yes, I am long-term bearish. However, I will flip that bearishness on its head if Q3 comes in with better than expected earnings and revenue streams and we go higher because I think Q3 this year will be a huge line in the sand for the market given the current revenue structure and the current structure of the economy globally in addition to what we have here domestically. The big tech stocks brought us up to 4,800 and I think the big tech stocks will be the ones to bring us down to 3,000. So you've got the S&P who's starting to get the revenues scrunched by the rising dollar in international markets. But we kind of hit this tailspin where the, all these debts need to be serviced. You have the demand for the dollar going up and up and up. So all these countries are scrambling to get their dollar. But unfortunately, there's the servicing fees for the debts to deal with the dollar starts to go up even more. So their demand starts going up for the dollar. They start trying to buy it up, but then the cost goes up. So we kind of enter this death spiral where one action leads to another, which leads back to the original transaction. We come around and around and around where they need more dollar, but it's more expensive to service the dollar, to service their debt. And it goes around and around and we go, which could create this little economic crisis. And the global economy starts kicking off to the downside. And then, of course, we already have the current situation where we're entering a recession. So it's it's something to be on lookout for. Now, there are a lot of naysayers as well as to the dollar rising could be a good thing. And the very unique situation that we're in, we definitely want to be aware of the rising dollar and how it can affect it. Now, this is a very high level macro view. So if you are a typical day trader who doesn't really delve into this type of stuff, this is a good lesson. I highly encourage you to do to uh, open up some Google and start diving into what the dollar means in the foreign markets in a high-level high view because this is starting to get, again, a macro view. And it's going to make you a better trader to understand what happens when the DXY spikes through the roof because if we do take out 52-week highs and start going to 20-year highs or new 20-year highs, then that's going to be a very, very interesting time in our financial lives. All that to say, the next three to four to nine months are going to be incredibly interesting for the markets, for the recession, for day traders, for long-term investors, and everyone in between, because no one really knows what's going to happen. We are a very unprecedented time here. We've never had this much influx of one, monetary policy, and two, options chain activity with the onslaught of WSB and retail investors being injected into the market and how we are going to respond to this much downside. So a little bit of macro education for you, a little bit about the dollar, which I bet you didn't know you had before. Dive into this stuff, learn more about it, because the more you learn about this side of the financial markets, the more you'll be able to see the macro view, the macro presentation of the price action, and be able to figure out exactly kind of what's going on here. So anyway, let me know if you have any further questions about the DXY, just a little scratch the surface about the dollar and how that kind of relates to foreign markets and foreign transactions. If you have any questions, please come over and join the Discord, the Options Millionaire Discord. Fantastic resource to learn more about this stuff, about trading, about long-term investing, about real estate, or just a little bit about some technical analysis. Again, I am Andrew with the Options Millionaire community. Until next time, I'll leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better. <laughs>